Live every moment. Love every day. Because before you know it, your precious time slips away. What is what? that? Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> Wait, that was in the movie. It's in the cre- it's in the credits. Wow. Oh, I did not oh. watch the credits. I yeah, I was like, the movie's the over. Beep <laughs> out of here. It's uh, also the theme song to that podcast where they watch Grown Ups Two every week. Oh, okay. Um, so I associate it with this movie. Uh, hey everyone, uh, thanks for tapping in. Um, this is Is It Whack, your favorite movie podcast debating the whackness of movies. And whackness can mean anything, and this is where we discuss it. The pressing matters. I'm one of your hosts, Funke, and I'm joined by Hannah. Hi. Who hates me now. Uh, I'm yeah. also joined by Nara. Hi. <laughs> and Seb. I like you now. Hey. And Adam. <laughs> I was also going to say that, but then Seb said it, so, I mean... Did you hate well, Funke before? Nothing to say. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. <laughs> I just wanted you to prove yourself in some way, and, and you've done it. Like, I gum it. You. you should hear the things they would say about you behind your back. <laughs> oh my god. They'd be like, Funke like, going to prove themselves. They'd be like, I bet Funke doesn't even like Grown Ups 2. I bet Funke hasn't yeah. even seen Grown Ups 2. Loser. Well... I actually didn't really see it. When I told you guys I saw it, I realized that I stopped at the 50-minute mark, and I left. Because, <laughs> well, when I originally wa- I watched it uh, with my mom, and then she was like, oh, this is on. Uh, then she left 20 minutes later, and then she texted me. She, she still heard it and said, why, why and how are you still watching this? And I was like, you're and right. You invited and, me. <laughs> yeah, right? Your mom and, is the MVP of this. <laughs> right? And then I looked at the time in the movie and I realized there was an hour left. And I was like, okay. That happened to me too. I realized there was an hour left, but then I had to watch that hour. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It does feel like it's going to wrap up or something like halfway through. I don't know. There's something about it. Well, because there's, there's no central conflict to the movie. Like there's no, there's no plot. There's no (laughs) plot. So it could wrap up at any minute. Like there's nothing. I wrote down, are there stakes in this movie? I was just watching yeah. things. What did I, there's yeah. just stuff. <laughs> um, so it's a hangout well, was, film. Yeah, yeah it's a I hangout so. movie. It's like Days and Confused. Film. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a Confused, later film. Better. It's like Jim Jarmish. It's yeah. like Ozu. <laughs> 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 um, well, yeah, that was my first experience watching it. Have any of you, see, have any of you seen this movie before? No. Sorry. No, yeah. I, I watched Grown Ups 1 the other day to prep for this because I was worried that, like, I wasn't going to understand, you know. <laughs> I was worried about, like... <laughs> the rich I, plot and narrative yeah, that just, carried over. I just felt like there was going to be a lot that carried over. I like this better than Grown Ups 1, I it's will say. It's much better think, than Grown Ups 1. I think it's way better How's... than Grown Ups 1. What is that what? movie like? I, I don't remember Grown Ups 1, but Seb and I watched it during a Sandler-thon we had where we only watched bad Sandler movies. We watched Grown Ups 1, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, and Hotel, Hotel Transylvania. Transylvania, which Hotel I fell asleep for. Hotel Transylvania is good. No, no. I, I fell asleep. <laughs> it's not bad. Is he the um, vampire? It's not bad. It's all it's I bad. I didn't remember anything no, from Grown Ups 1, yeah. and I didn't need to. There's I one like, joke in, in Grown Ups 1 has too much plot. 
That's my that's my thing, honestly. <laughs> I think this is better because it doesn't have plot. But we'll get into that. How well, could you say was, that? This was really easy to watch because it was just yeah. like, oh, this is happening, this is happening, whatever. I don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this that's is a good movie. Okay. Nara, you you raised your hand earlier. I'm sorry. I was gonna talk about Hotel Transylvania, just saying of all the films that I've seen while babysitting, the Hotel Transylvania series are some of the best babysitting movies I've seen. Mm. They just hurt my head. They're so fast. What was the one yeah. joke? Pacing. Boom 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 I'm boom. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the fact that Seb said that this is a good movie. <laughs> I've shown Seb <laughs> movies that I love and have him like a tear them apart, and he <laughs> loves he or he's this is a good movie to you. I am like literally going to obliterate you in the comment section. What the fuck? This is the comment section. My life I, is a comment section. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to where you live and yell at you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as willing to say it's a good movie, but I don't hate it. I, I think it's okay. I, I actually can, don't think it's terrible. I can say that it is. No, I can't even say it's a movie. <laughs> this movie gets to the heart no. of Trump's America, and it it's also a... made me laugh every scene. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Maybe not every scene, but I started writing down things that made me laugh at the beginning because I thought there would be like two. I never we... stopped writing. Can, can we actually go through your list? I want to hear. It's I was long. To... It's long. We should structure I... this episode around Seb's list. Wait, I, I <laughs> I'm down. List. I'm honestly down. I have notes in a list too. Okay. I have a list of everyone that made me sad when I saw them in this movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's Whack Actor <laughs> Avenue. Then. Whack yeah, Actor Avenue is going to be crowded. This, it's, <laughs> I'm, this I'm lo- ready. Wait, oh, I can't show you. It's really It's long. disappearing into Aaron Carter. I could, yeah. I couldn't see. Hannah's background but... is Aaron Carter for the listener. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so, okay, we could, we could focus around these two lists because, yeah, as we said, there, there aren't really plot, huge plot points. There's just things happening. So I guess this will be a good way for us to talk about it. Seb, what was the first thing that made you laugh? Well, Seb, Um, if your, if your list is in chronological order for every scene, you give your notes, I'll give mine. Oh, I like this. Okay, is this fun for everyone? Yeah. Is this fun for everyone, or is this too Hannah and Seb centered again? I, I'm the sorry. only I took like five notes that were mostly about them gaslighting their son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I also want to. Oh wait, sorry, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, I I can also pop in my notes if they are applicable, but I think most of my notes are not. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, the notes are all. Over and the also, place. other people chime in, so it's not just us like. Oh yeah, we're gonna go on tangents. Well, on, we're gonna chime stuff. in, yeah, of course. We're <laughs> not going silent. That's no, gonna be us, a list us... podcast. <laughs> we'll leave the call, let you guys go, and then come back at the end. Of course. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, which I, I may reference. <laughs> I've already referenced this, but I did just in terms of our history with the movie. I did listen to this podcast called "The Worst Idea of All Time," where they would watch the movie every week. It was one of the first podcasts I got into. So I've heard this movie described in great detail, but I've never seen it. So it was kind of a weird experience in that way, where it kind of like, like scenes would, and I watched the podcast years ago, scenes would start happening and go, oh, this is about to happen. Any, okay. Anyway. So you better have at the, fir- the first thing that deer running through the house. Oh, I, okay. That's well, funny. it's related at least. That's funny. 
I don't think it's that funny. My first note is fuck this moose. And then my next note is ha, now the moose has a bra on its antlers. And <laughs> that is what they wanted to elicit out of the audience. Uh, <laughs> uh, my first laugh was uh, after that scene, in reference to that scene, there's a uh, implication that Sandler's son was masturbating in the shower. And uh, he goes, I was just using conditioner. And Sandler says, that's not what, I, what the deer told me, which I thought was kind of funny. And then the kid goes, that deer is a liar. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> I forgot so that did you like, happened. Didn't Anvil like fall on your head recently? Or that's something? funny. He actually buys into the fact that the deer told his dad but, that he was masturbating but, in the shower. Hannah, you're making a great point there, though, because it, it does feel like this is a cartoony world. Where something like that could happen, though, like I'll, everything that these people are doing, is just to well to me it's not funny, and it's like how are they getting away with this? Like how you're, you're really reading into my like stupid job at seven. I love it. Like, oh, that's yeah, what... but this is a part of my notes as well. It's funky. That's kind of why I was into this movie. I mean, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say I was into the movie. I think, yeah, but but I didn't dislike it, especially compared to the first one because the. Like, the first one is just people sitting around not really doing much, and there's, like, kind of a story, but it's not, like, as silly and over-the-top as this. Yeah. This Wait, one just totally... Go- yeah, there's more of a story, and I wish that there was less. Okay. Um, what happened in Grown Ups like- 1? I have to ask. I can't remember. Yeah, what's with Hollywood? There's a funeral, and, and uh, Sandler is, like, my family's too rich and ungrateful. <laughs> Yeah, all that stuff is, is is really weird. But yeah, basically they are uh, they all these friends uh, played on a basketball team together when they were a kid, and uh, they had this coach that they all admired. And the coach, this is now like forty years later, and their coach has passed away. So they all come back together for the funeral, and then I guess during the like because they're all there during a funeral, they're like, oh, why don't we go rent a cottage together and hang out for a weekend? <laughs> So they do, and then they, like, interact with their rival, uh, on their basketball rival, and end up having to, like, face them again in the park and uh, at the end of the movie and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Which, <laughs> okay. none of which but, I'm realizing is mentioned in Grown Ups 2. They don't even bring up basketball. He just, like, lives yeah. in his hometown now. I think it's worth mentioning that this movie's about a guy who moved to Hollywood and now he's back in his hometown and, and how great it is that he came back. and whatever. It's like this total, like, deification of Sandler. He even though he didn't move back to house. Massachusetts. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, just to finish up the point I was going to say is that, yeah, I, I just kind of liked that at least they went so cartoony with this and that every scene there was some like wild, uh, like over the top gag, uh, some body doing some <laughs> wild stunt or whatever. Uh, a lot of it's not funny, but I just at least appreciate that they like went over the top rather than how like restrained and boring the first one is they had a budget and they used it i guess even though the movie looks completely like a generic sitcom (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just like all that is like fun and well but like this movie is also like so sexist and like i know it's like dirt 
Like, obviously that's gonna come with the territory, but it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, I just can't, like, jive with it when it's, like, all the jokes are literally, like, like, oh, men never grew up at all, women. Am I right, folks? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, cool. it's surprising. I don't know. I just like some of the stuff was just like, like most of my notes are about how mad I am about the fact that Selma Hayek has to be in this movie and pretend yeah. that she's attracted to Adam Sandler. Same with Kevin James's wife. And like, Maria Bello. Sure. Good actor. And like, just the fact that like, it's like this movie's like anybody with breasts in this movie has to have them almost falling out of her shirt to be on screen or else she's like not. And I'm like, like, look at how Adam Sandler is dressed in every scene. And then Salma Hayek looks like she's the first lady of the United States. Like, <laughs> I, like why? Oh, I know it's like doy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, sexism 101. But I'm just like. No, there, there's no excuse excuse for it i just think it makes the movie more interesting better even that it, this is a this is like a trump america movie this is you get in the mindset of someone who's like a make but america great you again couldn't person. empathize with the world of the devil wears prada but you're like you know what this is trump's america i feel like, you're i, I feel like it. you're bringing New in people. baggage here this movie yeah. makes me get it it's like the- this imagine this fantasy this is the deranged fantasy of sandler who wrote this uh, thinking like I am a hometown hero and a Hollywood hotshot. All my friends are great. All our wives are supermodels. Everyone loves me. My bully will bend over backwards to uh, help me win the respect of my son. Anyone who's different than me is worth mocking. Yeah. Uh, everything about this movie is awful. It's but like... that's, it's interesting. It's. I, <laughs> but you, I, I but you said it was a good movie set. I do think it's a good movie. I mean, it explains its a viewpoint. It yeah, makes but you the movie, understand. But you're giving it credit as if it's like self-aware, which I don't think it is. No, it's not. But, but I think saying, that makes it more interesting. But you can say you like think it's interesting, but you're saying it's a good movie, and that I think it's a like, good movie that they didn't make on purpose. Well, then, or I at least that's. I just don't like think that they deserve that credit of like even I'm accidentally not giving anyone making... credit. I'm just okay. saying the movie is good, mm-hmm. and I'm I, saying I, that you, I hate you. I don't know. I think <laughs> it's shocking that yeah, it's 2013 and this is still being produced. Like it is like <laughs> super sexist, transphobic, and I yeah. think that all culminates in like the yoga scene was the worst. Oh of my them god, all. I hated like, that. Oh, yeah. terrible! Every part of that whole scene, I was like, oh. F- like you're 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 fumbling the bag right now, and you're fumbling <laughs> even more with your next joke. And the last joke, like this sucks, man. Like, yeah, I know. Horrific. I don't want to watch this. My note I for continue. that scene was literally, uh, that wait, where did I write it? I said, oh, someone actually wrote this, and someone then said, okay. I want to be in that writer's room so bad to just see how the process goes. Like, I just what wanna... process? <laughs> exactly. I just want to know what, like, how, like, how this happened. I want to know the behind the scenes, the brainstorming of how this movie was created. Because what, if... what I think it is is just like somebody going through a bunch of notebooks, being like, "Oh, that's kind of funny," and just slapping it all together. <laughs> They're it's like, "You know, this aid. scene is already stupid, <laughs> but I'm gonna add a guy." looking like he's shitting chocolate ice cream <laughs> just uh, for so long 
It feels anyway. Then the next thing that I I thought was funny. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I like the names. The names are this stupid like, uh, child's idea of what what is funny. There's Hiccups McGee, which is a nickname, but oh, still is not funny, and they say it so much. Mm-hmm. I uh, did, Nara, I did write a note that said all these people have fake names. Nancy and, Arbuckle? Uh, yeah. Are you gonna ask Nancy Arbuckle to the dance? Bumpy? <laughs> Maya Rudolph's name is D, spelled D-E-E, which is what we call my mom. And that made me sad. Anyways. Uh, D, is a, D is a real name. I, that's not... No, I know. I'm just saying. That's one of my notes. Okay. Um, I like when the principal... Uh, I, th- I wish they kept this thread going because I actually think it's a funny idea. The principal is thrilled that his car is vandalized and he goes, they spelled everything right. These can't be my students. And he's like <laughs> proud of them. And I thought that was really funny. But then later when he gets painted blue, he's upset. And I thought it'd be funny yeah, if justifying why he was proud right. of them. But then like yeah, the whole I know, thing I with the principal doesn't fit anywhere else. He's just this random character we're supposed to be familiar with. We're like, ha ha, yes, old principal. And then he's he- gone. <laughs> Is he in the first one, Adam? No, he wasn't in the first one. I, and I couldn't tell what his bit was supposed to be in this one. Because, yeah, like you're saying, the first time... I thought his joke was supposed to be that he is just really enthused, even though he's just getting bullied. But that's not yeah. what the bit is at all. And it's weird, because it's like, in this movie, in a movie where, like, no characters really get to be, like, fleshed out, no actors get to really do more than just stand around and make some jokes and stuff then at least like each character should be really well defined with like what is their one joke <laughs> like that's what you have to do in a movie like this if you're gonna just throw in like a million characters that are do... cartoony yeah that are just cartoony then what is their one joke like that's where a movie like Popeye which is like the the perfect example of that kind of thing it's like every single person just has one thing or even the Simpsons funny every single Con yeah Air. even the Simpsons yeah it's like <laughs> I've never yeah, seen Con Air Con Air, rules. But... Con Air does that. Yeah. They introduce everybody in a roll call and then outline like what all the criminals like thing is. And that's And how... all of them are fears of right wing America. Yeah. <laughs> Con Air. <laughs> but but yeah, like it doesn't it it doesn't work in this movie because I don't know what anyone's like one thing is ever supposed to be. And a lot of the time, like when that one thing as you're saying is identified, it is it's in a way that's like, look at this person who's not me. Yeah. Let's laugh at them. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it feels so mean It's just a hateful joke, well. for sure. Yeah. But it's not even the character, like, doing something funny. It's like the other, like, quote unquote, normal character standing there and making fun of this other person. Of the person themselves. It's almost the way they look, too. Yes. It's like just the person who's like, when they say cut, like, that person's still standing there. Like, it's just, it feels so fucked up to me when they make those jokes. It's yeah, it's just like, haha, look at this idiot who doesn't know how stupid they look. And it's like, I don't know. Sorry, I was like, it was messing up my signal to have a background. Um, but like, it really pissed me off with that really like muscular woman. Like that was yeah. the worst of it for me. Cause yeah. I was like, the whole joke is that she has muscles and that somehow makes her less feminine and less of a person. And then it's like, haha, like the joke was literally, she probably has a penis, which is like, like there's just so yeah. many levels of like this that, is so that bad is a literal and, like, joke that is that is said out loud multiple like, that's times. not the that's not the and implication they, like the literal yeah. joke is characters being no, like I oh know. she has a penis yeah. it's it's awful such a lazy punchline that doesn't do anything and they yeah they keep bringing it up it's like 
it didn't land the first time. You're still going at this. It's, it, like, it's uh... also like with a lot of with Sandler's movies, like a lot of them, but especially this one. It's like you see a character walk on screen and you get what the joke is going to be immediately. Yeah. Like it's just they picked Tim a kind Meadows of extreme looking person. Hair, like... And you dread it. You just dread <laughs> yeah. that they're going to make the joke. I'm like, oh, God, it's coming. Please don't. Yeah. But it's not. It's even... just yeah, like... I don't know. It's, it's, it's like this weird. movie is like, let's, I don't know, this and like, yeah, all of those movies, it's like, can you imagine the thought of someone who doesn't look exactly like we think they should look? Like, can you yeah. imagine a woman who doesn't have big tits and like a skinny whatever? And like, oh, can you imagine a world where you have some of your hair missing or your stomach is sticking out <laughs> coming from the points of views of Adam Sandler, Kevin James and David Spade, the epitomes of beauty, right? Like what the fuck? Like, obviously yeah. I know they like make comments about how they're not like super hot guys, but it's like, right. But the, still the joke is always that someone is like funny looking for having a very normal thing about them that is, quote different and you guys are also like ugly as shit so i don't mm-hmm. <laughs> and an- another Ouch. thing that they do a lot in the movie is uh like bullying people like just children they literally just like <laughs> bullying bully everyone like yeah they're the bullying movie. the movie is just grown-ass like men <laughs> grown-ass men bullying grown-ass men in front of everybody. And Dude, bullying children, not, too. Yeah, not yeah, just grown-ass men. Bullying, <laughs> they like, bully everyone. They girls. And, like... Yeah. And they just stand around like and make Kevin fun James of people. daughter? What the fuck? That was whack. But, yeah, it was super weird to me when they kept, like, making fun of people's jobs and stuff. And, like, yeah. ha you do this job. And then they're like, I'm, I like this job. It was so weird, especially at the ice cream shop. That's, like, the That's most... a good job for a kid. It's the most fucked up one because at the end, Colin Quinn defends him. Stands he's up like, for him! <laughs> yeah. He's like, thank God no you came sense. back. He's a hero. And it's like, why do you like him? <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, has the baby pictures. Like, yeah, we were best friends back in the day. And he's at That's the table at I the end. And it's like, you're not one of them. Like, you haven't been hanging out with them all day. They came to your work and made fun of you <laughs> and humiliated you in front of everyone. <laughs> they made you shit in front of everyone and you're defending this guy. <laughs> Okay, wait, you guys didn't think that the ice cream poo scene was funny? No. That must be on your list, Seb. That's hilarious. It's, it's not. Seb did. Look at yeah, Seb's face. Yeah, he's squatting face. over he's like, and he's hitting, a thing to, he's hitting a thing to like get the chocolate ice cream to fall out. And it Why looks like does he pooing? not know how the machine works? He works there and he's worked there for yeah. decades. And they're, he's like, Why oh, did I guess you, you not know laugh? how to fix it. That's also, funny. Okay, how does say? David Spade know that it's going to do that? I don't know. Can I just say, this does not fit with the thesis of the film, but I do understand the point of view where it's like, I have been working at like a thankless, like minimum wage job for 50 years. I'm not going to give a shit about it. I'm just going to do the minimum not to lose my job. But in the like idea that this is about like being a hometown hero, you would think that he would like know everything and be the best employee and be so loyal to this company. But yeah. There's three buttons on the thing and one of them makes it do that. And he doesn't know that. (laughs) Seb. Going back to your point, Seb, about this being about, like, quote, Trump's America. The thing is, is that this movie is also so mean to Trump's America. Because everyone that isn't these characters, who are the exact same types of people as these characters, is ridiculed over and over again. Trump does that. Trump does that. 
No, no, I know, but Trump is actually from like money or whatever. I just mean it's like this is supposed to appeal to his voter base, but it's like also actively going. You're a dumb, dumb, dumb. That's what Trump does. Also, I think that with Sandler, okay. I just think Sandler's career, you know, he used to make movies that I think are actually creative and have this cartoony spirit in an interesting way, like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. And then he just kind of got a bit lazy. And then instead of like the movie's box office falling off, like what usually happens, it just keeps going up. And so he gets lazier and lazier and is continually rewarded for it. So why not just keep doing exactly the same thing or and making it worse? It doesn't matter. There's no consequence. Sorry, no. Oh, I just also think that it's, like, sure, like, there are some people who are going to be, like, part of, like, the target audience that are going to be, like, oh, like, I'm offended by this. But then I feel like there's also a lot of people who go to see it and they see themselves, like, in the place of Sandler or, like, aspirational to the place of Sandler and being, like, oh, yeah, he's on my team and making fun of all the people that I don't like, too. Like, they don't Mm -hmm. see it as a jab at themselves. They see themselves, like, in those shoes and, like they have the same outlook on life. Um, yeah. Or like especially if yourself share an outlook. Adam Sandler. Yeah, especially if like he... Sorry, I cut you off, Nara. No, I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> well, yeah, just like especially if Sandler is the perspective character in the movie and really the only character that gets to do anything. It's like, because you can easily identify as like, uh, sure, it comes from working class uh, background, I suppose, and then ascended to... Hollywood superstardom and rich and whatever, and then just comes back and shits on everyone else. Like, <laughs> sure, yeah, that's a, that's an easy thing for a lot of people to like want to identify. I'd love with. to do that. I wouldn't, but yeah, sure. <laughs> working class. They're all supposed to be like working class, but they live in this like cottage town that looks like it's like the Hamptons, Hamptons or some like fancy like look at those houses are ginormous they're right by the lake that's expensive real estate yeah but that's just like suburbs in america right there's just like a bunch of those quote-unquote mansions everywhere well it could just yeah but i just a lot of places i just i I don't think they're supposed to be like rich and like any anyone but sandler no i know but like if you actually look at the like the way their neighborhood looks like that would be expensive real estate is all i'm saying even in a Um, small town i have no idea what i'm talking about also, if it's, like, suburban, I lived in the suburbs in America. It's expensive as shit. Like, that's where all the resources go. In a small town, right? I'm pretty sure. It doesn't sure matter. It doesn't I matter. Guess. I, I guess. But, whatever. like, I just, I just, yeah, maybe I just... Sandler's a really good friend and, like, paid off all of their, like, mortgages and whatever for them. Because he was just so rich <laughs> and he loves his buddies True. so much after he came back and discovered the joy of basketball. Yeah, I can't speak to what it's like in real life, but just like within the movie, they're supposed to, they're definitely supposed to be presented as sure. just like working class. Well, it's also okay. it's like, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say it's also like one of those like very much like American dream, like nuclear family where it's like they all have like a stay at home wife and they have like the 2.5 yeah. kids and then they have like a three bedroom house where it's like nice, but still modest. Like they're not like it doesn't seem like they're living above their means. They're just, like, chilling at well, Kmart, have you know? Stay at, <laughs> they have stay-at-home wives, but then they also don't go to their jobs. Like, <laughs> they be Chris Rock's character is literally, like, a cable guy. I think that scene is funny. Like, is that supposed... Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Funky, did you say imagine aspiring to be Adam Sandler? I said, I said, imagine projected. <laughs> sorry, imagine projecting yourself into 
Adam Sandler's persona. Okay, let's it just seems like <laughs> let's try it right now. Okay, yeah, I'm just visualizing. I, like, I do this all the time. I don't even have trouble okay. with it. Because what Nara's saying is was so true. Like, there's dudes that are like, he's just like me. Yeah. But that's. But I think scary. we all. I'm also, we. I'm we also realizing. That. Sorry. Sorry, no, Seb, what do you want to say first? I, I just think we, we, you know, we can go like, you know, all these uh, dumb hicks or whatever love Adam Sandler, but we all do this with our, with, uh, with comedy, someone. right? Yeah. We yes. project onto yeah, these definitely. characters. We go, oh, that's, that's like me. I'm like Bill Murray. I'm, I'm clever or whatever. That was me as a kid. But I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was not clever, but I mean, we all, we all do those, those things or like, you know, like Liz Lemon from 30 Rock or whatever. I mean, we, we, we're all susceptible to those things. I don't think anyone's okay, wrong but Liz for Lemon. Le- so, it's a more uh, self-aware yeah, character, sure. I, but no, I just in women in in like, can anyone hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I hear? Me? Okay. Okay. Can you so hear yourself? Women, women in comedic roles are always flawed in a way that is like telling you you're they're so flawed and like no one wants to sleep with them. They everything if they're successful then they like have no lives like that's. And they also usually end up with guys that are like less good looking from than they are. And men in male driven comedies, it's the opposite. They don't have these flaws, and they are all married to like Salma Hayek. This mm-hmm. is... Sorry, I can't hear you guys. I think oh, my connection. Can you hear really me? Bad. Hello. Oh, can you? Hear, I can hear can you now. You hear us? We weren't. Yeah, I can hear you now. Actually, we weren't saying anything because you were saying something. <laughs> yeah, you're talking. Oh, I don't know, but I couldn't. I just mean it's like, like, uh, women relate to Liz Lemon not in an aspirational way, but in an honest way, where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a loser, and like, whatever, blah blah blah. And men relate to Adam Sandler in a way where they're like, you know what? I was the funniest guy on my basketball team <laughs> with Kevin James and all my friends suck. And it's awesome. I, like, I do often think I was the funniest guy on my basketball team with Kevin James. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I don't I don't I don't think anyone like I don't fault anyone for uh, identifying with the main character of a movie in which like they're trying so hard for sandler to be the perspective character in this movie it makes me sad that people would like identify like that and want to see themselves as the kind of guy that just comes back home and then shits on everyone else but i mean that's the intention of the movie so i don't think anyone's at fault for like putting themselves in those shoes but i will that's the one thing i just wanted to say going back a little bit is like it's kind of interesting that like the first movie is about sandler being embarrassed that he has like ascended to level of stardom and now is no longer like in touch with his roots and his friends. And this movie just like completely throws that out. Doesn't even pretend, which I think is better. It doesn't even pretend. Yeah, it's so, it's so odd. It's more honest that he doesn't care. Yeah, it is more (laughs) honest. (laughs) But I'm just like, the first movie tries to have heart. Uh, This movie doesn't even care. It doesn't even (laughs) attempt it. Seb, what else this movie is, is just like list? fuck everyone. That's, that's <laughs> this movie. Uh, the it next, is so mean. Uh, sorry. The the next thing that um, made me laugh is something from my least favorite character to watch, Nick the bus driver, who is like I, guess, I ha- hate having like Seb. played by Nick Swartzen, who is one of the least funny people on the planet. Seb who's hates some, this man. Who's having some sort of uh, you know mental health crisis and is constantly abused by other characters. Literally. And, 
is is hit with objects constantly. But it did make me laugh just how cavalier they are with like trying to kill him. Like when Kevin James walks into the bus, he says, "Hey Nick," and then Nick is like suspended upside down on the bus for yeah. some reason, and he just pulls him down for no reason. And then Sandler accelerates, and Nick like goes like uh, flies to the back of the bus and hits yeah. his head on the door. For no reason. They did that on purpose. Like, Kevin James, yeah. like, pulled it, like... I shamefully laughed that. at that as well. <laughs> I shamefully laughed at that as well, because it was just, like, so extreme. So I was like, how, how, did, how did they put that in the movie? That somebody wrote. <laughs> I like the part right before that where they, like, weekend at Bernie's him, and they're like, hi. Yeah, I actually thought that was pretty funny, too. Ugh, what is a weird character? Like, th- th- when he's introduced, Sandler's sons are, like, laughing at him openly, which I thought was really strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. One so of the mean-spirited. Many scenes where characters laugh at the jokes in the movie. Um, also, I uh, next thing that made me laugh, uh, I think one of two legitimately good performances in this movie, uh, Tim Meadows' first scene, I think, is genuinely funny. When Chris Rock is bullying him and he keeps saying, what? What? Like every time he's shocked. (laughs) I just love that they're like, oh, what are we going to do today? We're going to go chill at Kmart. (laughs) And go pick on those some people that we know from town. Like, ha ha. I love that. We're so much better than them. Okay, another unnecessary moment is with the raft when he just gets exposed. The rap explodes on him. <laughs> it's a setup. <laughs> it's a setup for an incredible payoff. Do you? But do What's you not... kind of? St- Sorry. Um. I don't know who was talking. No, I was just watching that. And I was like, "Wow, I miss the days of just being able to go to Kmart and chill <laughs> with my buddies." <laughs> At the start well, of I was a lot gonna of say, it kind of placement. made me sad that. Uh, in this small town, there was nowhere to go and chill aside from the big supermarket. <laughs> they had that, like, Maybe this is about Trump's field. America, Seb. Aside from the company that's paying them. Like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what, like, he he's, like makes a big deal about having a day off or having, like, a week off. It's kind of confusing. What and that's do? what he wants to do. He wants to steal a bus and go to Kmart. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, aren't you so happy about being back in your hometown and what your hometown has to offer is a Kmart? <laughs> yeah. It's honest. Yeah, it's sad. It's true. It's true. That's what it's like. I also... <laughs> I remember when I went to... Uh, Maybe real uh, estate is cheap because there's only a Kmart in the town. <laughs> I remember when I went somewhere, I was like... It was a suburb of uh, Detroit. I forget what it was. But... Um, Oh, you're nodding, Seb. I like this story. Oh, well, I have two. Th- so are you talking about the Look at Canada one? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was one thing I did when I was in Detroit, where we were like, we went up to the hotel people and we were like, hey, so what's something we can like do for fun in Detroit? And they were like, oh, well, some people like to go down to the lake and look at Canada. And we were, <laughs> we were like, oh, well, we're what? from Toronto, so that's not really that exciting. And then they were like, oh, well, sorry, we don't have a lot of stuff to do like in Toronto. <laughs> And they were really, but then another time I was in a suburb of Detroit for uh, my, my brother's uh, a team. He was coaching a hockey team, a hockey tournament. And I wanted to go just, you know, for fun. And I was like trying to figure out what to do. And I didn't have a car or anything because uh, I don't drive. Um, and the only thing I could do was like the bus would take you to Walmart and, and back. Like that was the only place I could go for fun. Uh, I didn't end up going, but I was like, if I could do, if I wanted to do anything, that was the only thing I could do. And uh, I don't know, it was just really sad. I was, and 
it was just like there was literally nothing else to do in this town. And I imagine that before the Walmart got there, it was probably a more fun place. There were probably stuff to do. There's probably businesses you could at least go to, but the Walmart just fucked the whole thing up as it does. Damn. Sorry, that's really sad. Let's yeah. get back on the phone. Yeah, we hate this the gets to the core of this gets the core of America. This we is exactly, hate yeah, corporations. This is, this is what the movie's about. It's all you can do is go to Kmart. <laughs> I also like that there's that woman who's like having a terrible time with four kids, and all the the dads agree. It's like four kids. That's when it gets really tough. It's like three kids, your life is completely normal, and you can go to Kmart and ignore all of them. But four kids. <laughs> also, all, most of your kids are like teenagers. Like you're good. <laughs> Also, I gotta say, favorite person in this entire movie is Chris Rock and Maya Rudolph's baby. I love that baby. Don't like this movie? I love that baby. I don't know why, but the minute I saw him, I was like, that baby has it. Like, he's got star power. Yeah, but he's... The minute he's... I can't remember the first thing he does, but he's like, I don't know. He's a baby thing. And I was like, yeah, that's a baby. I like it. He goes, oh, that's cold. Which is a moment that's yes. almost yeah. like anti-comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, love what was that kid's name? Uh, the other kid who was like the rapper. Oh, Bump- Bumpty. Oh, Bumpty. <laughs> Bumpty. I don't like that character. But there's one point where he falls to the ground. And he says like some long ass quip. That I didn't even laugh at. And it like zooms in on him on the floor. He's like... Those Easter eggs need to go back in the basket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Switches to a different shot. And I was like, okay. I, I wrote... <laughs> I, uh, the only thing I wrote down for Bumpty is Bumpty is a nerd from the 80s. That's before yeah, the 80s party. Before the 80s party. It's like the only reference they had for Black Nerd was Urkel. So they just yes. made him Urkel. <laughs> I was Did like, they teleported Urkel? Urkel into the future. No, but he's dressed up like... He's not really dressed like Urkel, but he's acting like Urkel throughout the movie, even before no, the know. 80s party. I don't I think he dresses as Urkel. I can't remember who he dressed. No, as. but that's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> he's they, already he's, Urkel. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I <Bumpty>. guess. <laughs> if if the whole basis of your character is that he's Urkel, Chris Rock says to the other guy, his Bumpty's dad. He's like, "I'm not letting my daughter go to date with a kid named Bumpty." <laughs> How he. Which is so fair. Why would you guy? name your kid that? <laughs> That's like, you know what? That's like a valid reason to not let your child date Yeah. Someone. It's like his legal <laughs> name. <laughs> also, the fact that when he asks out Chris Rock's daughter, she's like, um, okay. I, I guess. Like, it's just like w- this. It's a cycle of girls dating guys that they're too good for. Anyone who asks. Anyone who asks in this movie. Yep, and she's uh, she was on Ant Farm. She was on yeah, Ant China Farm. and McLean. So many Disney stars on in this. I know. Yeah, yeah. Allie Ant Farm. of Ali and AJ. Who is in oh, this yeah. movie? And, and the guy from Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, like I know. Two shots. Yeah, I love that they just like had to that get a shot of him and be like, we have more Disney people. I have, uh, I have. Can I read my list of people that I was sad to see in this movie? I know it's early. But I want to read it. Read it. Oh, we're taking a walk? We can take a walk. Let's walk. Yeah. Oh, we... Okay, okay. I think this is the ultimate Sandler cast. It's literally only his friends, SNL alumni, or uh, 
supermodels or celebrity well, cameos. There's so no other here's, cards. <laughs> here's my list. We got Selma Hayek, first one. Yep. Cameron Boyce, yeah. who plays yeah. his younger son, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, that Moose. Oh. Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. <laughs> Maya Rudolph and Chris Rock's baby. Uh, China and McLean. Kevin James's hot wife. Selma Hayek again. <laughs> Kate Hudson's brother, Shaq. That really Kate buff Hudson's lady. Kate Hudson's brother? Yeah, he's the gay uh, yoga guy. Oh, okay. Um, Pretty good performance, uh, actually. Yeah, he wasn't Shaq. Uh, that really buff that lady. That Shaq was pretty funny. Allie Isn't from Allie and AJ. American Vandal. The dad yeah. from This Jimmy Is Tatro, Us. Yeah. Justin Russo. Steve Buscemi in all caps. Yeah. Rihanna's Buscemi name. was really funny. I'm, Buscemi's always the, really funny. He's yeah, really yeah. funny the in lone, the first Grown Ups, too. The Lonely Sorry, no, Island. What oh. What? Oh, yeah. Boom, yeah. uh-huh. Oh, I was just and gonna say, Steve Buscemi's career is crazy if you like think about where he started versus Grown Ups. Yeah, but he's a yeah, he, he does good things. But he, he does he's these friends just with for Sandler. fun, though. He's, he's friends in like, all these, I don't think... the Sandler. Yeah, yeah, no. But I think I... him being in the Sandler things is just no. I just think it, it's fun. really funny that he came out of like subversive, like transgressive cinema in New York City and is now doing this. He still does. He still does like a Jarmish movie and stuff every once in a while. He yeah, still does yeah but he used to like. I just like. I just think it's like such an interesting career like trajectory. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, maybe I he saw him on The Sopranos and to Adam Sandler. <laughs> he could have. I think they're friends. They met on a movie called Airheads. I watched all of Sandler's movies for video, but I didn't get that far. Um, but I think they're actually just friends. Like they met on a movie where uh- neither of them were stars. And I think that that's, like, I don't know. If we, we look at these movies and we're like, oh, I feel so bad for everyone being in them. I don't think that the people in them are having a terrible time. Like, I think that it, it seems like they're having fun making the movie. If I, I don't was, think the movie's good. If I was but any I, of I the women that they're in like... this film, I'd feel awful after. Yeah, and yeah, one of fair. my names on this list is yeah. just women in general. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have the other SNL guys... Um, the girl that the older brother asks out is friends with Taylor Swift, and she's been to her, like, 4th of July parties. So, like, she has seen better than this. Um, Tim Meadows, Sherry O'Terry, um, and Dramatic Sandler. That's my list. <laughs> Dramatic yes. Sandler. Yes. It's a different person. <laughs> Adam, well, did you notice? Like, uh... It makes me sad. Oh, you cut out, Seb. You kind oh. of said, what'd you say? Thought, oh, I was just, uh, Adam, did you notice Rocky's son? The dad from This Is Us? It's one of the frat boys for some reason. Oh, no, I did I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah. Who was the actor the dad... who played the the person who has, like, been in love with Sandler since grade six? Oh, Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> she's from SNL, but she's also in Southland Tales, which might be why you recognize her. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, she looks familiar. Sorry, Hannah. Oh, my yeah. God, she was in there. no. But the dad from This Is Us is not Schwarzenegger's son. Just no, that's that's Patrick Schwarzenegger. On the uh, other oh. Grown Ups podcast, they had a section called Patty Schwartz Party Time, where they would focus on what he was doing in each scene. But I don't, I don't know what he looks like. I didn't know which one he was. Oh, he looks like the most generic, like attractive looking kind mm-hmm. of like white brunette guy. Like he's really does. I have never recognize him when i see him because he <laughs> could be anybody 
He was um, like stock <laughs> stock photo for like attractive brunette white man. Yeah, yeah. He's like literally like could he could he could be in this room and I wouldn't know. Can I just say I'm very grateful that Tony Hawk is not in this because for some reason I feel like this is just something that Tony Hawk would make a cameo <laughs> in if asked. <laughs> Oh, I'm so grateful Tony Hawk is not in this. Pull up if... in the pizza truck, Hawk Hawk. <laughs> you would. Yeah, I wish. It's so like overstuffed with people. Sandler's wife is in it. She's playing the wife of the principal. Oh, yeah. It's why would you cast her? That's <laughs> it's so, so strange. Odd. She, she shows up in peculiar. all his movies. Yeah, in, but like, I, I don't know. Roles where it's just like look at her boobs and then she's done. Like literally. Yeah. In one of her in in uh the Fantastic Five no, what's the, the Ridiculous movie? The Six. Ridiculous Six. He uh her name is it's already offensive because they're playing Native Americans and then her name is like wears I think no her bras. Her name is never wears a bra. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so bad on many levels. Anyway, the next thing I thought was funny <laughs> was when Nick gets hit in the head a bunch of times, he goes to lie on the bed at Kmart and the guy keeps shaking him and what he's yelling is, it's wake up time. And I thought that was funny. Seb, your bar is so low. Like, are you okay? <laughs> you know what? Kmart is up... funny. Kmart? Like... I kind of like David Spade's uh, son. Really? That, that made me tattoos. so uncomfortable. I couldn't deal with that. I love I liked his intro. Yeah. Where he had the paper where it was like him and like <laughs> yeah. a shitty drawing of David Spade. It's a stick figure. I like when he goes to like sit down and the kid just offers him his wallet without him saying anything. That made me laugh. I I actually like that teacher, um who's just like yeah, that's hi- hippie stereotype, but like not hippie stereotype. Not in it enough to really make much of an impact. That's Alan Covert. He's in every Adam Sandler movie. Literally any part. Amazing. Is someone who's in every Adam Sandler movie. That's great. Oh, wow. You can I make like your the... living like just being like I am Adam Sandler extra. Yeah, but then you could like never Sandler. look your kids in the eyes because you'd be like, <laughs> this is like what I like. You're like, like. Uh... Oh, we lost Adam. Adam left oh, us. Oh, good. He'll be back. Now, what do we want to say about him? Oh, <laughs> he's back. Uh-oh. I like when the gym teacher yells, Who wants to watch me climb a rope? <laughs> I, I did don't find think that it's... kind of funny. <laughs> I don't think it's funny that like his shorts are too small or whatever, but the fact that he like <laughs> announces. <laughs> no, that that line is funny, but everything. I think it should have just been like scene cuts there. Like, who yeah. wants to see me climb over hope scene cuts? It's funnier when there's no explanation as to why he said that. I'm going to skip the next one. I think I'll get canceled. Why? <laughs> well, now you have said. to say it. <laughs> the scene at the ballet recital is reprehensible. Can't defend it. No. Okay, I... And this is not a funny joke. I just think the way John Lovitz delivers his line is kind of funny. He's like, he's established as someone who's a creep and whatever is always staring at women. And it cuts to him in the rafters of the school's ballet recital somehow. And he just goes, I'm having such a wonderful time. Mm. I thought, all right, I'll go to the next one. (laughs) 
I hated like, that scene so like, much. Let's cancel Seb. Cancel. I don't think that idea is funny. I don't think that scene's defensible, though I think it completely buys into my thesis as to what this movie is at its core. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like the way he said it. Stop looking at me like that. Everyone who's listening, I wish you could see Hannah's face right now. <laughs> Cause I'm just, I'm like that, that was like, I was like, whatever, haha, this movie, blah, the yoga scene. And then this, I was like, wow. Like I, I, I can actually shocked that a human being wrote this and like not a robot that was like, what is funny to no Like, like I'm, who's this movie for? Like, I get it for Adam America, mm-hmm. but like also I think it's very clear as well. I think it's very much for middle-aged men, and it's like, you've still got it, and, you know... I know, but, like, the middle-aged men I know are, like, humans with, like... <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sorry. But, like, just, like, the mention of cleavage is not the basis of, like, a minute-long joke. I think... I, think I would the thing argue is, it's not a joke. I think the then thing what is, is there's, no like, joke. there's a lot of middle-aged men who would probably find this movie very entertaining but no better than to admit it yeah maybe but i also think there's lots who wouldn't care yeah there's probably who would actively champion like yeah anyone who's offended by this is being a bit sensitive yeah freaking liberal (laughs) but i i I, I just like i just don't think it's like i don't think it's like that surprise like it is like sad and sort of like disappointing but i don't think it's that surprising that it like is as successful it's, as it is. It's like because it like knows it like. Sorry, sorry, I cut you off. Oh, I was just gonna say like Seb, you said like it knows like it's doing exactly like what it's sets out to do. It just knows its audience or knows what it wants to do, and it's just playing to that so directly without any like shame or like subtlety. Yeah. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. It's just so frustrating to watch like these men cast these like beautiful women who are at least age appropriate, I guess, for them as their wives ish. And it's and then already out of their league, whatever, and then have them then put in the situations where it's like, oh my god, don't want the wifers to see me like ogling these like young hot women. And it's like you are married to Selma Hyatt. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, how, you're like, you want me to, like, I don't know. It's just so frustrating that, like, this is the world that they live in. Where, like, the standard, like, the minimum for a woman is Sal- Salma Hayek. Like, yeah, it's like, and then Kevin James's wife is like, oh, like, you can look at other women. Like, I yeah, don't the get car jealous. Wash and, like, is... you shouldn't get oh jealous. My God. <laughs> look at Look at yourself, woman. Look at your husband. Are you... I mean, I know that, like, you know, people, are, like, can date people that are, aren't as good as, like, that's not the issue, but it's just, like, this is the world that they live in, and it's, like, I, I just, I don't know. I just like, hate that, like, yeah. In, in this movie, it, every woman is either a supermodel or some, like, horrid weirdo who is, yeah. like... Like the pizza lady or whatever, who is like, or it's like, wow, that woman's Ugh. really buff. Can you believe that David Spade is into her? It's like, yeah, that woman is a lot more attractive than David Spade. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> so the next thing that made me laugh is when David Spade's son is on the inner tube, 
and it, the camera like this is the only joke that's made by like the filmmaking the camera like zooms in on him and he looks at sandler and chris rock's kid and he goes summertime it's funny it's weird <laughs> that is weird I think it's weird that they pour their beards out and like aren't these guys 17 or something yes like, that's the thing that's fascinating to me that's so it's weird. like everyone's so depraved and like evil in this movie but <laughs> underage drinking that's too far because we're no longer seeing it from the young person's perspective it's from this like the dad's warped perspective of the world where it's like my son wouldn't do that that's wrong everything i'm doing is fine like it, it's so weird it's like it this weird like kind of appeal to like i don't know like american values or something it in really the most depraved like, movie imaginable so it's it's like but then later in the movie like they accuse like uh chris rock's son of driving drunk and then the joke is like i know he's not actually drunk but it's just like <laughs> awesome like yeah who cares five points off keep driving yeah. kid. i thought that was funny he only gets five like Buscemi's like I... disgusted and then he's like <laughs> minus five points sure but it's just like it is so weird that it's like I don't know I don't whatever you keep losing Adam for the folks at home to connection I don't know he's disappearing oh, oh no it's sad what's your next Hannah, funny I... bit oh, Funky. oh is this I a had good a question for structure Hannah. should we abandon good um no, I think it's still so nice because we're going through I guess different different jokes, um, but Hannah, I wanted to know, you you tweeted out at me earlier today, um, watching Grown Ups Two and Funk A Fly. You are now my number one nemesis. I want to know what moment prompted this. When did you tweet that? Oh, yeah. Um, when in the movie? I think it might have been around after the car wash scene. Okay. Around then, okay. because I was like. This scene is interesting. It's making me think the most because I cannot determine whether it is more sexist or homophobic. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm it trying to figure both. out who they're trying to offend here. And it's the most thought provoking. They, they're not uh, holding moment. back. They're giving people everything that they don't want. Yeah. Yeah. You've it's, got it all, uh, folks. Alienating the women some more, alienating the gays. Those are the it's two audiences they don't want coming to their film. Basically. I mean, they don't really exist in Trump's America. I thought that they actually, the bus driver gets a a gay plot line with the... Plot line. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Heavy caveat on the plot line. Where he's, I'm sorry, he's just as satisfied making out with a dog than the yoga, like, oh my God. God. Well, that's the thing that I was like, oh, are they going to like kiss in this movie? Like, it seems like that's what it's leading up to. But then I was like, oh, yeah, this movie wouldn't have a gay kiss in it. Like, it just doesn't make sense no. for everything I, that's happening. I do appreciate the, the the thing that they did not do for the woman where this like very attractive like gay dude was like, oh, I have standards. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say that at least in yeah. this scenario, they can understand that like one of these people is way too good for this other person but and I, it's hilarious that they can't see that in the other context but the like payoff but, for that joke was less that like oh wait people have standards whatever and was more so like shitting on the other dude being like this person has absolutely no standards at all and is a mess and is like now being equated <laughs> to a level that is subhuman yeah <laughs> 
shit, yeah. The, the, He's just kissing a dog. <laughs> the the car wash uh, pissed me off too because it's like all the you know female car washers are like these models, and then it's yeah. like oh the joke's gonna be he drives in too far and or they're busy or whatever, and it's gonna be these like hot men, and then it's like the SNL guys who are like kind of funny, but the joke itself isn't funny, and it's like it's it they couldn't even give her that. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. Even, it's just so weird. Yeah, it's like it's like the joke is: Can you imagine if we put the same like awful gaze on men that we do on women? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Without any of the self awareness of like at least giving the women something to ogle at, it's like, and then also it's like the joke is also wouldn't it be hilarious if you found men attractive? Where it's like, none of these guys are even ugly. Like, they're all, they're not, like, models. But it's like, someone could very, I don't know. It's like, it's just, ugh. It's bad. I don't know. I can't, it, yeah, it's not even giving me enough to really give a proper analysis. Like, Can I say so one thing that I just thought of? Yes. So much nothing happens in this film that I can't even, like, remember where in the movie the car wash happens like i don't really remember the sequence of events besides it ends with the party and starts with the deer like that's what i know like that the car wash is especially that i forgot that what leads up to it is this really fucked up thing where kevin james has been lying to maria bello about going to see his mom and then somehow the scene twists into her apologizing to him i know i have that in all caps in my notes she is apologizing to him for not acting like his mother for not first been giving the kids too much attention it's it's that is so warped in so many ways especially when she's like i'm not mad at you because you lied to me i'm mad because you were hanging out with your mom what yeah i was so confused by what that's supposed to be. i guess the idea is that like she's not being motherly enough as a wife and so that's a problem in the relationship i i don't i don't get what they're supposed to be getting at it's actually, I think it's the clearest look inside the minds of these men that they are so suspended in adolescence that their wives really are yeah. maternal surrogates for them. Um, and they all Go, have can, some stunted emotional issues. Can I say real quick, because that brings me back. You guys were cutting out a lot earlier and I wanted mm. to say this at the time, but I was very uh, choppy in and out on internet. You know, that I think some, I think one of my roommates was on a call downstairs, so... Made, uh, hence, you know, there's only enough internet to go around the house, and <laughs> hence, course. you know, my internet ended up getting. Right, um, I, I think we got it. Yeah, and so you know, usually when more people get on the network, <laughs> right, no, 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 I, I think we have oh, more yeah. high traffic situation. Totally get it. Sorry, wait, how you do you say you're, you don't need to keep explaining? And, you, and you part you of the problem is like, your I'm I'm far away from the router, right? So oh. already my strength, the, the <laughs> Wi-Fi is not. The best just, in my room, but get started on your point. It's it's totally fine. I just yeah. I just wanted to say. But if I were to get a yeah yeah sorry Nara. I just want to say good night to Ryan. Um, that's it. Oh yeah, good night. <laughs> good night, good night. Ryan. But, good night, Ryan. But but you know, if I were to get like a Wi-Fi extension, perhaps like that. No, <laughs> no I just want because uh, you know you guys are, might have already answered this. Like I said, I've been cutting in and out. But Hannah, when you were saying like, who is this movie for? Like, why would anyone even like? Did you guys answer that already? Kind of talked about it. We just it. said it wasn't oh, okay. for gays or yeah. women. It's for middle-aged men who are unapologetic about uh, themselves. 
yeah, don't it want just to like, be challenged. <laughs> it felt so familiar to so many people that I've played like hockey with. Like these are the kind of jokes that go around like in the in the room with like the old hockey men that I've played with. And it really didn't seem like very out of the realm that like this movie would make a billion dollars or whatever it made because people want something like that. That's just going to completely feed like their twisted narcissistic worldview. Like it's, it's, it's so not uh, weird for me to understand why this was really popular, but you guys probably already talked about all no, this. My the, internet was, no. my internet was going in and out and I'm so fucked no, up. No, right no, no. You said you brought, it just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, Adam, you're ruining everything. I, I just think like the past five years have made it impossible for me to be shocked by how much people like cruelty and cruelty to people who they think are different. And I know it's more complicated. There's other factors with, with Trump and right-wing movements and stuff, but I think that's a huge part of it. And uh, I, I just want to understand it better. And I feel this movie tries to at least explain. It's not trying to explain it, but at least explains it a little bit. I, I, here's the thing. Is Nara that had, like, Nara had her hand sorry, up. sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Hannah. That's all right. I was just going to say, I'm thinking back while I was watching this. And now I'm realizing that like the monkeys movie head is like my like litmus test or something for like. <laughs> how to judge a film i don't know why but i was just thinking because in that conversation that we had about had we sort like you're sort of agreeing that it was sort of like a mean movie like it was mean-spirited in some way but i think this is mean-spirited in a way that i appreciate less or that i don't like as much as like in the monkey movie where it's like the statement that they were making about how they are like corporate tools could have been made in a better way than like them like becoming really like um hateful towards like the audience and the like studio that was controlling them but this film seems to be the opposite of this that where they're like we hate everyone that doesn't give us money which was just really bad they're like i hate you until you give me money and then i'll like you but i still won't think that you're like like i won't appreciate you i'll just be like you you get a pass which is like well head yeah sorry go on that I was just gonna say that's sort of like the opposite of head, where head is like we hate everyone because now we are like slaves to the system and not given freedom, or like not appreciate, or like our art isn't um, allowed to be like um, consumed in like a way that is appreciated. But head is hateful with like a specific tar, or not hateful even, but like perhaps mean spirited, but with like a specific target and focus and an understanding of like where that. Yeah. comes from where something like this is just like we hate everyone because we're stupid middle-aged men <laughs> who think that everyone is beneath us like and it's just it's just weird and and i also like i never per i mean i haven't like watched a ton of sandler movies but i never perceived him as like that kind of guy i guess a lot of his movies are like that i guess he does portray himself as like every man kind of person but I don't know, in, like, interviews I've seen with him, he always seems just kind of like a humble guy who is, like... Yeah, it's weird. Kind of doesn't even really like being, like, popular. It's the same vibe as in Click. Like, he has the same kind of family dynamic, and he's a dick to everyone. Always yelling at his family. Yeah, always yelling at everyone and just, like, mean. Um, But, he, he, yeah, he, he does have that, like, nuclear family. He has that persona in so many movies that I've seen, and I'm just, like... It's so off-putting. But then I saw Uncut Gems, and I was like, what? Like, 
<laughs> I didn't know you could do that. But I know. How, how you doing I, all that? I know he really is like a family guy in real life. Like yeah. he really values his family. Uh, yes. He likes having them like on set when he makes movies because he just wants to be around his family. But um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if like part of this is just like he is trying to make very broadly appealing things and he thinks like this is the kind of thing that would appeal to a lot of people or maybe this is just really the root of who he is as a guy and I don't know. I don't know enough about him to say. I don't just... know because his comedy special which you love Seb is so funny and it's the same yeah. kind of humor but it's so much better done. I don't know. I think his just his absurdity works better in stand up where he's creating kind of this abstract world rather than when you see it so creatively like or uncreatively realized in his movies where it's like it just looks like a sitcom and then everything is so absurd on the sidelines it doesn't fit it doesn't feel like a real world that he's making jokes about it just feels like weird stuff happening all the time but and i also do think he's been rewarded for his laziness where as you see as the movies go on him trying less and less and the scripts becoming more and more just his life and uh you know unchallenging that but he's an incredible dramatic actor. Punch Drunk Love, yeah, Meyerowitz stories, Punch Drunk Love, even funny people. Good. He's. Should we? Uh, yeah. Should we go down the Chris Crescent real quick? Because since this is a uh, Chris at Whack. Yes. Could I say one more thing about actors? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just I, we were about to get to on my joke list, which we shouldn't finish. Um, <laughs> Uh, the uh, the next one I had is the frat guys playing rock paper scissors in the middle of their handshake. Oh my god, I love the handshake. Yeah, I'm that was funny. Obsessed with the handshake. That handshake was the best part of the entire movie. I'm obsessed. I with think it. <laughs> it it's the best performance in the movie is Taylor Lautner. I think he's I the agree. only one yeah. who's trying. I yeah. agree. I actually think he's funny. He's the and only he's one really who cares. Di- yeah, he's really trying. He's really trying to do something different for him. Mm. His flips. I think he's funny. I think he's good in this. I yeah, just, he does really cool flips. <laughs> yeah. I just love the handshake so much. See, Taylor Lautner didn't make it onto my list of people who should not have been in this movie. Because I was like, I don't you know usually think Lautner. he's good. Yeah, I, I thought he's good in this. And going back to the thing I, I was saying off the top, I think that like his joke is clear. It's very like broad that it's just like he's mm-hmm. a frat boy. But I think that at least the joke is very obvious, and uh, he plays it up to a very. Uh, overdone he plays it up really well and i think that it comes across and works one of the final one of the jokes few performances that do work is is another actually good performance i think is the daughter but anyway she gives him the monkey and this is the actual progression that taylor lautner has to act in this film he has to be delighted that a little girl he doesn't know has given him a monkey after a fist fight and he goes oh a monkey and he's really excited and then he has to mock the monkey he goes Look at me. I'm a stupid little monkey and puts the monkey around his balls so that the moose can can charge him and hit him in the balls. He sells it. He makes it seem like something a person would actually do. He goes, oh, look at this monkey. And then immediately, I'm a stupid little monkey. And you go, this guy would absolutely do that. That makes sense. That's incredible. My favorite people in this movie were the frat guys. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the fight I, at the I, end is so absurd that it kind of works for me. I, I like the fight. The fight. There's Avengers giant yeah. brawl. Yeah, it yeah. was like Avengers that came out. <laughs> Every character. Yeah. So many frat guys. <laughs> that's so, that's, yes, definitely. So don't watch Avengers Endgame, just watch this. Just watch, well, maybe just the, the last five chance. minutes of it's this. It's like an hour yeah. shorter. Um. <laughs> it's true. But still an hour longer than it should have been. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, yeah, let's go down the Chris Crescent. Um, now, Chris Rock isn't... He's a main character, but I still don't feel like I remember much anything that he's... He just he's barely in this. Yeah. And he... I guess he has a point where he goes to his stepmother's house and doesn't give her cable yeah. and then drives away. Yeah, that was that also, was kind of funny in a cool like, way, but I, funny. I do think the one joke that he has where he's like dropping his son off to his driver's test and then is really shit at driving and then says, don't do that and just drives <laughs> off. I think that's kind of yeah. funny. Also, um, but the movie sets up his plot to maybe seem like it's about him and Maya Rudolph and yes, like, she forgot that it was their anniversary and he's like, I can't wait to like hang this over. And the only way it plays off is you see him drink a pitcher of cola for <laughs> dinner and then it doesn't like, it's not actually, there's no stakes. She just doesn't well, He remember. gets to go to Kmart with his friends, I guess, on his yeah. anniversary. Which every character does. It's actually so depressing. That's a huge Huge character victory, though. It is such a grim portrait of a marriage. What the? Can can I just ask if once we're allowed back in Kmart, should we all just go hang out at Kmart together? (laughs) I don't think we have have Kmart in Canada. Okay, we have to go across the border once the border opens back up and go to Kmart. We have to find out which Kmart this is. (laughs) The thing—it's so odd because you know I was watching this movie and specifically knowing that we were going to talk about Chris Rock, so I had kind of thought like. You know, well, Chris Rock doesn't really get to do very much in this movie. It's kind of disappointing, especially for, like, the main cast. But then I went through the main cast, and I was like, well, Kevin James doesn't really get to do anything in this movie. And I was like, well, David Spade doesn't really get to do anything. No one does anything. Like, no character has anything to do. It's And that's the same characters. for the first one as well. That's the same for the first one. Like, n- no one does anything in any of There's them. There's no space. There's no space. I do. Yeah, there's too many Like, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like when when Chris Rock is on the screen and he's talking, he doesn't really feel like he's in the same movie. Like he's doing like a stand up bit. Yeah. Like when he's like making jokes and stuff, he's like ah, and then everyone like laughs at that. It it's kind of weird. Can I? Can I'll I? Say, yeah, Nara. I was just gonna say a, a nice touch uh, in the film is when they were standing. They were in the Kmart again. Everything I remember about this movie is from the Kmart, and he was talking to. I don't know that actor's name. The guy who didn't have hair. Um, and they Tim were Harris. wearing a green and blue shirt, respectively. And one of them was in front of the green hoses. And the other one was in front of the blue hoses. And I was like, that is nice, setting up the division between them. <laughs> they have differences. They and then do. he chokes him with no consequence or anything. <laughs> like, it does, it's not really a joke. It doesn't come up later. It, well, it does come up later for two seconds, because Shaq is like, you choked my brother. Oh, right. He's like, right, yeah, funny. I did. And then that's it. And then nothing happens. <laughs> the indictment of the police in this film as a force, you know, that they're like, they will they do nothing. They just go yeah, around but, shooting their guns off. But, like, that's so, such a common, like, like comedy, like, tro- like, thing where it's like, ha-ha, imagine if someone, like, who was the police were dumb. Like, that's not that actually... They're not I know it's not subversive. I know. I'm just saying it. It. It all fits in. You get out the portrait of all. All that's wrong with America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Right. But Chris. Chris Rock kind of a interesting film career at the very least. He was very. Uh, you know, obviously a famous comedian. Was on SNL. Um, but I was trying to think of what like 
movies I really like him in. And the only one I could really think of was New Jack City, which yeah. isn't a comedic performance. His it's best like performance. Very, very dark. He he plays Pookie, who's like addicted to crack. And yeah. it's really a sad performance, but he's amazing in it. But other than that, I was going through his filmography. I was like, I don't I mean, top five, he's okay, oh, that's I That's a guess. terrible movie. I forgot about that. But it's not a good that. movie. Uh, he, he didn't I don't know like, what else. Like, I'm trying Madagascar. to look through now. Madagascar. Yeah, Madagascar, which is all right. He made no, those films are okay. a circus um, afro. Chris Rock made a documentary for his daughters called Good Hair, which we watched mm, in one of my movie. classes at Concordia. Yeah, Good Hair. And yeah. it's Everybody it's hates good. Chris? Yeah, yeah but that's Chris. just... Yeah, everybody hates Chris. His vo- voice. His voice. But he is good. He is good in that, mm-hmm. doing the voice. He's a great stand-up, but I think he was one of those stand-ups where it didn't fully translate for whatever reason. Like, he, he had a couple movies where it was, like, an attempt, like, uh, Head of State, and there's one where he's, like, an angel. I liked Head of State when I was a kid, but they, I don't know if oh, he's, he's, like, a leading man. He's in Dogma. He's Osmosis Jones? I never saw that. Oh, oh I didn't wow. realize. That. He's Osmosis Jones? Good for yeah. him. Whoa. So we're all, we're all just looking. Can I just bring up one thing? Isn't it weird that like of all the grown-ups to not come back for the second one, Rob Schneider turned this down? Wait, he turned it down? <laughs> Did he well, turn it I don't down? know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't think it. they like kicked him out. Like he's always in Sandler movies. Well, what was his character's arc? Like why? Like maybe he just didn't make sense. Uh, oh, it didn't make sense for the arc. story. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, because in the first one, isn't he the His guy that they're all just awful to, and then he just right, and they felt that was to too cruel. Yeah. And then well, he just the, they didn't want to the... just be dumping on people in the second one. So his story in the first one is actually really off-brand. He has like th- uh... two hot daughters. Yeah, hot daughters that, and then like, one uh... who's more like him, right? Yeah, one who what is quote unquote ugly, and then like the the guys are like ogling the hot daughters the whole time and then making fun of a a kid who they think is ugly that's very <laughs> that's what happens in the first movie fun. so it's it's kind of uh, off-brand for a grown-ups movie actually mm. yeah. um speaking of grown-ups i don't know how much longer i want to talk about grown-ups 2 rob, rob <laughs> schneider sandler left me out of grown-ups 2 wow that's that's a quote yeah, but it it says on Wikipedia it says scheduling conflicts and because his wife was pregnant. Okay. Um, but oh. this uh, he's saying he's saying that in some interview. But he's in like Sandler movies after this, so I don't know. Thank mm-hmm. God they so there wasn't a up. falling out between our favorite dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know the whack numbers. Me too. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go. Um, I'm gonna give this, like, a... I think I have to give it, like, a high whack number. Like, a four? Like, I didn't like the movie, but it's just so... ridiculous and bad and everything. I'm, like, again, what echoing what everybody's sort of been saying is, like, how did people make this and be like, oh, yeah, that's okay. And why, like... And also, like, it's not its not a movie. Like, things happen. Like, it's not a script. It's just not. So, yeah, it just... It's a lot to take in. Um, so I'm going to get go with a four. Mm. I would love Same. to read the script. 
I think the script is just a bunch of characters and then someone in crayon like connected them and then in a single word was just like wrote a joke or like and it's not actually a script it's like a giant mind map that's how it, it might have been prob- just like a bunch like, of like kind of improv and yeah 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 um, but I, I uh, hope but, it like every yeah. word was written down somewhere and there's some script that's like and then Chris Rock cho- chokes Bumpty. <laughs> yeah, imagine imagine if like director uh, Dennis Dugan was like really like they were in rehearsals for like eight weeks. They got the the lines all like very perfectly down. Sandler uh, went so... method as Lenny Fader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin James yeah. would freak out if you didn't call him Lemon Soft or whatever. <laughs> uh i will give it a um two uh i really am not su- that surprised that a movie like this got made like you know in style and also in attitude and theme and and so on and so forth like it's really uh i don't know it, it's it's really not like a surprise uh and i don't think that it really like does anything all that fascinating cinematically except that it does do a bunch of really weird stunts and stuff which are pretty funny mm-hmm. um the tire scene is pretty uh it's edited in a pretty unconventional way I would oh say, charitably tire, tire? yeah i actually kind of like the tire scene <laughs> yeah me too that's because it was like going With across the, the entire moose? town <laughs> no. yeah and the ping moose yeah ping moose, pretty but yeah i don't know i'll give it a two mm. Four. Four. Hmm. Four. Four. Ah. I will have to echo that four. Four. Um, I do think that there's no story. And <laughs> I in this class right now, I'm like learning like structure of a story or whatever. And like this like <laughs> just doesn't do it. Like they did it. Doesn't well, do that class. Adam Sandler should take that class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Wait. I'm... But yeah. The, uh, Oh, what, one one more thing is I just think that the fight choreography was very good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I did enjoy that. Yeah, it was actually good. There's like a, um, a great beat where, sorry, I, I know I keep talking, where it's like um, Kevin James and someone else are fighting and they knock out a guy and then this sorority girl jumps at them and they catch her and pick her up and swing her and throw her into two other guys. It was great. It was actually a great action beat. Uh, I like when his bully was like eating and... Punch. Oh, I like that. Uh, sorry, Nara. What were you saying? Oh no, I was just gonna say, um, I missed last week, so I didn't get to talk about Chris Angel. So I'm gonna reference adaptation. What was the name of that screenwriter dude who did those lectures? Because oh, Robert McKee. I, the writers for this movie should go take that lecture. Um, mm-hmm. But I want. I. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I said this already, but the plotlessness is actually the thing that I like about it. Yeah. Like, I actually think that it was a good decision for there to be no plot and for it to just be, like, people hanging out. I think that it's, like, way too overstuffed and I think it's, like, morally reprehensible. <laughs> but I actually think that the plotlessness is not a problem. I think that's a good decision. Like, like Big Daddy, Adam Sandler movie, tries to have, like, heart and stuff, and it sucks. It's like, I don't care about this. Yeah. I don't care about him no, and his kid. I don't care. Also, the plotlessness made it easier to watch. And, like... Plotlessness is done well by like people all the time. Just not yeah, these it's like ones. a link later film, like we said. Yeah. This is the exactly oh, the God. same as Tokyo Story. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'm gonna put our numbers. Alright, alright, oh, alright. I, 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 
Funko, you getting it? Oh, I was just making noises. <laughs> yeah, the number is a uh, 3.6. Yeah, that sounds about appropriate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um, guys. What are we doing next guys? week? Yeah, Do you need to help me decide? Oh. Train coming into the station. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Okay. We all agreed on this. <laughs> right? Are we actually going to do a full-length episode on this? Or could we it not to. be like a bonus episode? There's so much because, to like, talk about. We have to. I think okay. it's funny. I've been like... Okay. Wait, what, what, what movies are um, you trying to decide about between Hannah? I want you guys to help me. I'm thinking between like... Twilight and American Psycho. I've never seen American I've, Psycho. I've only seen half of Twilight. The duality of man. I, I just, I've I, seen I, Twilight yeah. recently, and I haven't seen American Psycho recently. So Wait, can I just say, Twilight has two Chris's. Um, isn't the director also Christine Hardwick? Catherine. It's Catherine, Catherine Hardwick. I got the I got the director's yeah. name wrong. Never mind. Would have been the triple Chris. Um, because I feel like we've done a lot of really silly ones this season, or or this series. I was like, mm-hmm. should we do something? Um, I mean, like American Psycho is whack in a different way from Twilight. But do we have preferences? Like, well, do we want to do it? Cool. It would be more Taylor Lautner if we do. <laughs> I, I, I is it Taylor? Yeah, I vote. Uh, American Psycho, personally. I have no preference. Yeah. I've seen them both really recently. Well, just give I, me one. Okay, well now it's a tie. So Adam and Nara, please, somebody. Well, we'll do. You, why don't we decide next week? Because <laughs> we're doing the arrival at the train at the station. Right? <laughs> I okay, fine. <laughs> like. <laughs> Come on, it's gonna be such a funny episode. Is I it? think it will be funny also to listen back on. A yeah, full, I don't know. are we gonna actually do a full like? I think we can get yeah, at least half an hour. It. Yeah, I think half an hour minimum, probably. Okay. Yeah, because I think we'd all have a lot to say if we actually watch that full <laughs> ass. Definitely. Coming in. <laughs> and we can talk yes. about the sequels. I mean, every movie really is a sequel to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> We can talk about the sequels. Yes, we're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. Uh, to all of our listeners, next week is our 50th episode special. Woo! We're going to be talking about the arrival of a train at La Kiotut Station. How long is that? schedule. Kiotut Station, otherwise known as the arrival of the train in the station. How long is that film? It's about like five seconds. No, it's probably like <laughs> ten. <laughs> okay, I can... oh, it's fifty seconds. It's fifty seconds. Oh, that means oh, I can wow. upload it to our Instagram so everybody can watch it before. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. the only film. That... Or you know what? You guys could go to a train station, put a it's chair different. down, different. and watch it live. It won't be a black the and white though. performance. It's not the yeah, same. Yeah, And then after that, okay. we'll continue our Chris at Wax series. Uh, this is a short break. 
detour. <laughs> celebration. Um, yeah, can, celebration, can, if you will. Can I do a shout-out? Yes. Oh, yeah, I got some shout-outs, too. I forgot. Um, you go ahead first, Nara. Shout-out to Azra. Um, they told me this last week when the Spotify rap came out, but we were they, their most listened to podcast <gasps> was Is It Whack? <gasps> wow. Same with Thank Luca, you, but I don't know if you shouted out Luca last week. For being on our Spotify rap. Ultimate Codex, also. We were on there. Spotify wrapped. Shout out all of those podcast. people. A couple people uh, told me they listened to the Mind Freak episode and really loved it. Ari, our friend Ari, shout out. Hopefully a new listener. Yes. Hey. You're hooked. And David David Vassos also. Shout out so, to EC. For... Shout out David. Shout out Ari. And yeah, EC for watching the movies in advance and uh, reading... Oh, EC's review of this is so funny. I loved EC's... I love that EC's review being like... I didn't watch the first one, so maybe I didn't get some of the layers <laughs> of the character. Yeah, yeah. I love. <laughs> Wait, I gotta follow them on. Uh, on... Wait, I want to find the the line that the line made me laugh so much. EC's great. EC um, number one fan. Sorry, and cut this out. Okay, we'll play. We'll play it out. The final thing when Seb has this, that'll wait, be wait, the wait. end. But I just okay, want to say okay. shout out to Emma Kudlak for the logo. Shout out to Ian Mills for the music. Go to at Insomniac Fest or Insomniac underscore Fest. Sorry, Insomniac Fest on Twitter, Insomniac underscore Fest on Insta. Wait, no. Other way around. <laughs> yes. Insomniacfestival.com. Any of those places you learned about more about us. Yada, yada. You guys, you've heard it. I could just say it one time and then put it in, right? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're ending on this review and not a burp snart, because that's what we would <laughs> yeah, have to do. I wrote down, ended on burp <laughs> yeah. snart. Burp snart. Shivering. Wait, did you guys think the burp snart was funny? <laughs> no. No. What? <laughs> They're so obviously like sound effects. Can They're, somebody like, bad burp snart right now? No. You couldn't okay. pay me to burp snart. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I was just wondering. So... Okay, should I read this line? Yeah. Okay, this yes. really sums up the film. No, perfectly. From, from EC's episode. review. Why is this film called Grown Ups? All the adults, children, and babies are terrible. <laughs> oh my god, no! Justice for the baby, I like that baby. That's an aggressive baby. That's a hostile baby. Always biting. That is yeah, the realest shit anyone said. That baby's star yeah. power. That baby's going You know places. what? Don't even listen to this podcast episode. Just read EC's review. You get everything you need about this movie. <laughs> no, listen to this because um, I need attention. And They're already here. <laughs> this is right. Yeah, if you're at the end, you've probably listened. Are we still recording? I'm gonna stop. Okay, cool. I'm gonna stop. Bye. 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 Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>